0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Phenomena NDE. This show is about true life accounts and heartbreaking testimonies from people who had near-death experiences and have changed their lives forever, which they have changed their lives forever. And with me today, I have Kim. She's had uh, many surgeries, but this one is one where she had on May 11th uh 2015 welcome to my show kim thank you you're welcome and talking about the you've been on the you was on the operating table on 2015 having open heart surgery or getting ready to have open
1: no it wasn't an open heart surgery Um, okay just just to give you a little background i was born with a medical um with a heart defect Okay. It's called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. It interferes with the, it's, it, there's like extra nerve pathways in my heart. Uh-huh. And I began having pretty good heart attacks. And I say good because they hurt really bad. Um, I would say about two years prior. So I'd been hospitalized for a heart attack. Then um, I start, I had gone through some other surgeries and I ended up having, I started having heart problems again. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I was referred to an electro electrophysiologist, and he diagnosed me. Oh, what no. he did is he went into the into my right, um, trying to go into the into my my right coronary artery. The problem is is that my radial uh, my radial artery there's a there's an aberrant artery, so that doesn't work. So to even go up my right side, he can't get through. He couldn't get through because I have an aberrant subclavian artery too. So he had to pull out and go back into the other side and go right back into the, the, the the left chain or the right chamber through the left. I went into arrhythmias and I coded. Wow. That, and that's when I had the experience. Uh Now, um, when I, what I, what I remember is I was being prepared. What the, the plan was, was to burn off the extra electrical pathways so that they wouldn't interfere with my normal heart rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Parkinson's white is generally not very, very deadly, but in my case it was. So he was going in to burn off the nerve pathways with the intent that they won't come back. That, that was, it was the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got in, I went into cardiac arrest and, um, all I know is before I went, um, before they put me to sleep, mm-hmm. they were, I had many nurses in the room mm-hmm. and I was embarrassed because I was fat, which is funny for me to think about right now. Here I am getting ready to describe heaven. And I was embarrassed around these people because I was fat, but I remember thinking that. Aww.
2: and then.
1: Mm-hmm. And the next thing, I was in this space with my grandparents, Mimi and Grandpa. And it wasn't like I hadn't gotten into the garden yet. Um, I was in a space almost like I would describe it almost like a light, a light gray, maybe a light charcoal. But I knew them. And they were there. They met me there. Now, um, I didn't see them with my eyes really um no i i didn't i don't know what they looked like i knew them by the love Uh uh-huh mimi and grandpa and i knew each other by the love we have okay and have always had and um anything that i'm going to describe i i didn't see with my eyes so some of what i will describe is hard to describe because there's just simply not words to describe something that doesn't have words for it. Uh-huh. But my grandparents, Mimi me, me and Grandpa, met me at right at wherever this place was. It was almost like a holding place. Like, I, like I was, I don't know. I can't describe that. You were at then, holding? at you, the same moment, I'm sorry.
0: Were you, did you think you were maybe at a holding spot so you don't go I any don't further? I don't know what
1: it was. It seemed to be like an entrance, like they were there to greet me. Oh, okay. Uh, not like not like walking into a house, but walking into some place I can't describe because they don't even walk. <laughs> um, I was just there, and they were there. And there was no question mm-hmm. who they were. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked many times, what did they look like? I, I don't know, but I can tell you what everything else in heaven looks like, but I cannot describe my grandparents by the way they looked. Mm-hmm i knew them it was the love immediately mm-hmm. and um it and then i was we met mm-hmm. and okay this is there is no time mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. so what could have only been 5 minutes here was eternity there because there's just plain no time and that's a one moment is a million moments I can't describe, mm-hmm. but I, I remember we went somehow now there wasn't like, I didn't walk anywhere. It was almost as if there was a thought or an intention I did, or they did, or something happened where I was in the garden and they were with me. Me and Grandpa never left me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in front of me, this was the most beautiful garden ever. Really? It was Harry's doing it. Um, I'm sorry, my dog's getting ready to talk. Um this was the most beautiful garden. It was like I it was so beautiful, I, I would describe it as iridescent. Mm-hmm. Like the colors we have words for well, okay. There was a lilac tree right in front of me, I would say about four feet away from me, literally in front of me. I could smell it, it was so beautiful. But you don't smell with your nose, you can taste smells. Gosh. You can hear, you can hear, I, I, I can't describe it, but there was a lilac tree right in front of me, about four feet away. It was a and the petals were like an iridescent, very, very, very deep. Mm-hmm lavender purple so beautiful it looked like there was drops of i can't describe almost like drops of sparkles or something something twi- i can't mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it
0: okay but okay.
1: it smelled so wonderful
0: were the like the violets with the purple, purple were really purple purple you know just to no most- they were
1: de- they were they were different than that purple there there isn't a description. They, they were. A deep purple isn't enough. Oh, really? Right. A deep purple is not enough because of the. There was a like a uh something that made them like iridescent, mm-hmm. like I twinkly um I don't know how to describe it. It was so beautiful. Um, maybe the best way to describe it would be I, I don't know. Because I would even say, well, maybe a a nice snowy day would describe the twinkles. No, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. But it was so beautiful, and everything was beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything, but it it was a, it was like a garden.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, let's say you you decide one day you're gonna go to a beautiful garden. Uh-huh. And it's it's got a beautiful breeze and it's a beautiful day and you go and you and you just enjoy the garden. That is what it felt like, only more.
0: Wow. Okay. This garden. How big was eat. it? How big was it?
1: Um, I I don't know. It was it was as big as ever. Anything ever is, and yet it's not big. I don't know how to describe that.
0: Like a football field. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, the football field area was where something like a football field would be a field. Mm-hmm. where i I had already gone through some of my other stuff while I was there when i when I saw my dog. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of fast forward it quick to give you an idea about the to give you a sense of how big it was. Wow, It was huge, but it wasn't. I don't know how to describe. But with the field, mm-hmm. I had gone through, I had been in the garden. I was enjoying the breeze. The breeze was beautiful. It brought peace and love. Mm-hmm. It's the same breeze we have here. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that it, it was bringing peace. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was wafting peace. Mm-hmm. So I was experiencing this, and I was experiencing, then I ended up at someplace else with my grandparents, all at once. And and to my luck. Like in front of me, there was a big lilac, there was a lilac pin, all of heaven, or all of what I could see of heaven, just beautiful flowers, beautiful colors, mm-hmm. colors aren't even imaginable. Mm-hmm. To my left was a field, mm-hmm. and it looks like a, like a, a hay field, but it was golden. Mm-hmm. And like, when you see a hay field or a field in your and you're outside, and it's beautiful outside, and you can see it swaying back and forth, that's what it looked like. Now, on the other side of that field, like it would, I would take it down the end length of a football field and then move it over to the right. And to, there was a bridge
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was a, it was like there was a something that, that it, there was a bridge, but it wasn't a it was a rickety looking bridge like I, my family members. Some lived in West Virginia, mm-hmm. so I walked over those brickety bridges, and um, I and on the other side, the side that was on the same side I was, mm-hmm. but he was very far down was was my dog, mm-hmm. and I could see him clearly. Mm-hmm. I could see him so clearly, and his his name was Clarence. This was my child child, and he he passed in 1995. I was holding him when they, when, when he passed. Mm-hmm. And it was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. And but here we are. I'm in heaven and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and we somehow knew, I don't know how, not to go to each other which is not me. My first reaction when I see any animal is I forget any people are around and I'm there with them. Mm-hmm. But something held me back um from him and he looked he had, he had a. He looked like he did here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, I could tell he was my Chow Chow. He was beautiful red. He was. He looked like he did when he was at the peak, when he was the most healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't tell you what I looked like. I know I had a, uh, some kind of a frame or some kind of a something because I sat down. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on a bench, like at one point. Mm-hmm. So I, I was aware that I was sitting down. Uh-huh. but I wasn't concerned about that because there was this beautiful breeze that was, take, it was It was like I could have sat there forever
0: uh-huh.
1: and been perfectly content. It was so peaceful.
0: Did you want to stay? And Did you want to just sit yeah. there and stay? Did I,
1: I didn't have a choice. Uh-huh. I didn't have a choice, so um, it didn't seem to be, I don't really know how that part worked. Because there's some things that I don't quite remember about that part about why I came back. Mm-hmm. Um, what what happened is that I had experienced the garden, and it was so I will call it heaven. I will call it home. Um, and the garden was like it wasn't unlike a garden here. Everything there we have here. Mm-hmm. It was just like a different dimension. Let's say you're on channel two, you decide to go to four, and then you go to eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred is just a different channel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, the they breathe, everything breathes. Mm-hmm. Everything breathes, even Max
0: breathes. Mm-hmm.
1: Everything has a song.
0: Did you? Did your dog? Back to your dog again. Did your dog ever came up to you? Did you get to pet him no. or anything? No. No.
1: He, there was a, a sense that I couldn't, we couldn't do that now. Like maybe I wouldn't have come back. Oh. There was an, a, like a knowing. There, when 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 I got to heaven, it, it's like there's knowledge you already have, but you don't know you have. Really? So okay. when I got to heaven, all of a sudden I had all this knowledge that I, that I didn't know I had, but it was very familiar. Mm-hmm. And um, the the thing was that was really really I could not get beyond the breeze.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could have sat in that breeze forever. Wow. Now in the garden, uh-huh. and again I was only in like a field area or and in the garden, and then in this space before I got there. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot I didn't explore, but in the garden. It smells so beautiful. That I it took me years. I would come home. I bought about two hundred essential oils trying to replicate the smell of heaven. Wow. And it was driving my husband crazy. It was driving my son crazy because here I am, I've got all these essential oils and then I think I got it and I don't. Mm-hmm. So you it wasn't our senses here are like there's our mouth that we taste with, there's our eyes that we see with. Mm-hmm. There's our nose that we smell with, but that's not the way it is there. Everything is the same. Mm-hmm. I can smell songs. I could taste songs. Everybody could. It, it's And the songs are almost a chant. Mm-hmm. Um, like a chant with, um, I don't, like a chanting song mm-hmm. with, I don't know how to describe that part. I don't know how to describe the music because it was a, it was like a chant. It was like a, a almost a reverent something. Uh-huh. Um, and it was beautiful. It wasn't, I, I was raised, how I was raised is I was taught that heaven was going to have these beautiful people were going to be singing Hosea, Hosea, all those things. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. That's what I was taught. That's how I was raised. Uh-huh. That is not what I experienced. What I experienced was nobody went there wasn't anybody there to sing to us. That was God. All of that, all of that beauty. That that's God. Now God.
0: When you talk when you communicated with your grandparents, did you talk verbally or no no. It was
1: it was um almost as if our thoughts were going back and forth one one moment we were in the garden the next moment we're in in like a room or a a place Mm -hmm. i can't describe that place but it seems to be like inside of something Mm -hmm. and it was solemn okay and and i seemed to know there was nothing solemn about heaven heaven is so beautiful and loving and peaceful and just that alone it, it, there's you can't be, and that's how I'm in heaven but I was and I was talking to my grandparents and um and it was like we never grandpa had been dead over 20 years but it was like there was never any any time Mimi had been gone for six years but it was like there was no time there was no time between us we'd always been together and we were sitting Our forms I felt and I know it was them, but I can't tell you what they looked like. But it was very solemn, and they were—we were communicating something that was really, really seriously important. Uh-huh. Not something that made me feel bad, but something that I needed to do, uh-huh. and something they needed to tell me. Okay. So, what what happened? What it what it was? It was as almost as if we were just talking or relaying or kind of thinking about my life together you know how you reminisce with people about your life
0: uh-huh yes it was kind of like that mm-hmm.
1: but it was solemn and with me and grandpa my life with them was filled with love and laughter that is all it was so when, even when you were solemn, with your,
0: when you were with your when, grandparents when, did they knew a lot about your experiences that you were going through down here that they already um, had an idea
1: I don't, I, they may, um, I've had some, some in, interesting experiences that have happened. I suspect that they told me about some things that were going to be happening. Okay. Um, I just don't know what it is. I wish I could remember now. What I remember is what that was, was like an, almost like we were thinking about my life. It was a life review. Like, um, like you're just sitting down and you're just telling your backstory. But you're seeing it through many different ways. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know what that was. And then I figured it out. Uh-huh. That was my my life review. Because everything that I ever did was part of that solemn conversation. But it wasn't even a conversation. It was almost like thought. Or our hearts, I, Mimi and Grandpa and I in life here. They, they were. I, I mean, Mimi was the name for God on the lips on my lips and heart, and Grandpa was the name of God for God on my lips and heart. So to say to my grandparents, every moment we had together was always love and laughter. There was never anything solemn ever. So that that is what's always caught me because I couldn't understand why I would be having a solemn conversation with me Grandpa in heaven
2: uh-huh.
1: but it that's that was my life like it was like almost like I talked about my life what it was and then and then there was another part where they were telling me something that I needed to know
2: uh-huh.
1: I do not know what that is um and that makes me crazy because I tried to think, okay, what, what did they say to me? I remember, I, I, and I don't remember like with my regular mind, you know, the part of you that you hear talking to all the time.
0: Uh-huh. Your conscience.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. That it wasn't with my brain. It wasn't with my, it was the part of you that, that never, that never, ever ended. Ever. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's where we were communicating from. Okay. Um, and, and so now, God, I okay, God was there, but God's always there. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't standing before God as if in judgment, I was standing in God
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this heaven is just like here, very similar to here. Only there's this light that's um, almost—it's like a golden, a gold—you know, raw honey. Yeah. A golden raw honey, but more iridescent than that. Take a golden raw honey okay. and make that raw part iridescent, okay. and and that is what brightens up. It's like that is what the light that, that's in heaven. Okay. That is God. Mm -hmm. Now, what God looked like is this. I have a hard time describing an outside of pearls. Usually I I write it in poetry, but
0: the way I can
1: describe what God Uh, looks like. Can
0: you hold that statement and we're going to go into a commercial break? uh, Hi. My name
2: is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also, in my closet I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435 224 9266.
1: Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of MathBeast EQ. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life.
3: Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385 257 Eight eight six six. We look forward to working with you.
0: Thank you so much for staying with me. I'm sitting here with Kim, and she's had her near death experience on May eleventh, two thousand fifteen. And Kim, we were talking about your experience. That, well, you know what you what um it looked like the the mm-hmm. garden the par- you know it was like paradise to you yes. and uh and then you were talking about the you know what um maybe god looked like the golden yes yes okay um, okay i'll let god you take is, over it's
1: um the only way I could describe the beauty of God, and I will, I I'm, I don't use pronouns. God is not, God is not. He's God. He's. I just did it. God is much bigger than a pronoun. But if you were to take a look, and let's say it rained outside, okay, and you could see droplets of raindrops, just one drop, mm-hmm. and you were to look through that at the light that comes through once the sun comes out after it storms when the sun's out Mm -hmm. that's God that's Mm -hmm. what God looks like God is is everything beautiful everything it's God is not I thought I always thought in my mind that God would be like an old man in fact I wrote a poem about it you know being an old man and, and and all that and that is not that is not what I experienced. What I experienced was that golden, honey. I, I say sparkly because I can't think of any other word. Um, but it was like that was love. There was just love, uh-huh. and the the colors. Uh-huh. I can't. I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Ha- I don't even know how to describe the colors. They're so beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, but God was. Um, it, it, God, because of my upbringing, I did, I, I was, I didn't recognize that God, that is God right away because I was overwhelmed by what I was seeing. And I'd always been taught that God is a father, father, God, Mm -hmm. and that's not, it's everything. It's the God is everything, everything, beautiful, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. So, when we go outside and we stand outside, we stand in God. We don't ever stand before mm-hmm. God. Maybe. No, we, we, okay. Everything is inside God. Like, mm-hmm. if I could put it this way, like you're dropped down, you're in God. Mm-hmm. That is what, and, and that light is, it is all around this light. The light that, is seen, that lightens up the garden, but it's not. It's it's not like the sun. Okay.
0: But how long were you there? How long were you I have, there?
1: I do not have any idea and I didn't ask the doctor how long I was gone. Uh-huh. Um it in heaven there is no time. So I I could have been there for two seconds. I could have been there for centuries. It I don't there was I don't I don't know how to answer that. Uh-huh. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that when I all I know is that I had gone once I had seen Clarence, my dog, mm-hmm. and he was on the other side of the bridge. It was as if he was crossing over a bridge to to bring something to me, but we couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. I, we lo- We were looking at each other, and the next thing I knew is I was I was on the table. And I was screaming, but I immediately started to tell everybody that was around me about what just happened to me. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like pushed aside, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't care. I still told everybody and -hmm. it was always pushed aside. Um, It wasn't pushed aside when a doctor came to me and asked me to describe what I saw when I died. Okay. Then I realized, okay, okay, doctor just asked me this, so the time frame i I don't know mm-hmm. and when I, see, when I read the
0: did you see anybody what? else like friends you no. know just just no. your grandparents and Just me me and grandpa wow. and parents, wow. yes,
1: in fact, honestly I was offended by that. Now, I mean, I'm, I wasn't offended then, but I am now because of this. Uh-huh. I have one child. Uh-huh. He was one of quadruplets. Uh-huh. And he's a sole survivor of quadruplets. And I wanted to see them. And I didn't understand why I didn't see them. Uh-huh. My other babies. I, Even though I lost them early in my pregnancy, uh-huh. I never viewed it any different. They're my babies, and the thing is, is I didn't see them, and that is what threw me off, because I thought, for sure, for sure, I would see them, but I wasn't there long, uh-huh. but I was there forever. I can't describe that difference.
0: Uh-huh. What is it, you had many other experiences, too. I mean, yes. this was very important. You had one um, in 2018, and then you had one in, yes. fe- in February of 2000. 15 as well. Yes, yes. Wow. Talk about the one Indeed. in 2015 in February.
1: Okay. I had um, woke up, I was having chest pains. My heart rate was high. I was having chest pains, but it was weird. Uh-huh. And weird, I say that normally I would have been frantic. Uh-huh. Because I was having chest pains and and everything, and it was, but it was all golden and beautiful in the house, and I and it wasn't golden and beautiful outside. It was rainy and not and awful. It was February, the the weather was not nice. Uh-huh. But I was having these chest pains. I called a friend of mine, and she says you need to call the ambulance. So I did. It hurt, but it was like everything had golden on it. It was almost like I was looking through golden honey. Mm-hmm. and I, I was awake, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I hadn't died, I hadn't been put into medical death yet, so this was even before that,
2: Right.
1: it was as if I woke up with the day, almost like it was, I, I wrote a poem about it to describe that feeling, it was almost like the day was blanketed in glory, this golden glory, I don't know how to describe, mm-hmm. so anyways, I called the ambulance, mm-hmm. and by the time they got here, I was in severe SVT, I, by the time I got to the hospital, I was an arrhythmias. And all of the, um, all of the vagal maneuvers they attempted didn't work. Mm-hmm. So the final um, thing that they did was what they call cardioversion. And in cardioversion, what, what happens is that the cardiologist put you into medical death mm-hmm. in order to restart and then bring me back in order to restart my heart. To put uh-huh. me back into normal sinus rhythm because I was not in normal sinus rhythm. Now, they told me this when just before, after they did all the other stuff and nothing worked. Okay. and um, But I'm still not upset. I'm like, wow, it's beautiful in here. Okay. It's gorgeous in here. And all I could think about is, is this is a beautiful sun. How does the sun get in here? There's not even a window. <laughs> but it was like it was golden, like a golden, beautiful day. Oh, and I say golden like honey because I can't think of anything else. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> anyways, the doctor came after they tried the vagal maneuvers and they didn't work. Mm-hmm. Cardiologist came to me and there was um there was four uh, one cardiologist and I believe three nurses. One might might have been a doctor. I don't know. I don't remember. But he told me that they were going to have to do what they call cardioversion, and that. Um, And I was like, okay. And they kicked my girlfriend out of the room. She was in the room, and they told her to leave. Mm -hmm. So they said, your experience may be very bizarre. It will only last 30 seconds. And I was like, okay. Now, normally, if somebody would have told me we're going to put you into medical death right now, I would have been in panic. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So they explained to me that they're going to put me into medical death. They will pronounce me and then 30 seconds later they were going to revive me okay so what happened next was is difficult to describe because i was awake the entire time mm-hmm. that i was dead and i mean my i was awake i i don't know where my i didn't see my but i, I was awake so what happened is i i remember after they told me and they kicked my friend out of the room I was pinned to the bed or to the, to the bed I was on. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, there was one on one side of my chest, one on another. And I think there was a doctor holding my legs. I was being restrained. Mm -hmm. I guess, I I don't know why. I, I I guess your body flails. I I didn't know anything about cardioversion. And the funny thing was, is that my head was being restrained. But not like they were restraining me. What they were doing was very harsh. Not like they were trying to hurt me, but they had to hold me down really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But my head was being held too. Mm-hmm. I don't know by who. Mm-hmm. There was not another person in that room. My head was being held, and that was the one that was held the most gentle. I could almost feel like um, when, when my mother would hold me, Mm-hmm. You know, it, she would love and she would hold me. I I felt like I had that sense of security, mm-hmm. but I and I didn't say anything. I didn't want to say who's on my hat because I was too worried about what was going to happen when I died if I was going to come back. Uh-huh. Then it started to kind of get gold. The golden, the room was golden, but it was in the back. Like there was no. And I have to keep saying this. There was no windows, and I still deal with that too. They say, "How did I see that golden with no windows?" Well, as they they put the medication into my arm, I was awake, mm-hmm. um, and they restrained me, and but I could see the golden. And then at one point, it was almost as if I was my eyes, my eyes on the edges were fading. Mm-hmm. I had my eyes open. It was almost as if my eyes on the edges you know the very edges like your peripheral vision were starting to to fade mm-hmm. into like a darkness with almost a golden something mm-hmm. like a golden color somehow I don't know how to describe it yeah and then um I could I I was there and I wasn't um mm-hmm. I heard The doctor said the doctor. I believe that they said the doctor pronounced me, Mm -hmm. and that was at that point I was complete medical Mm death. But I was not. I was there, but I was also somewhere else because it was as if I would my. I was. I was looking outside with my eyes, Mm -hmm. but that part of you that's Mm -hmm. almost between your heart and your brain. Mm-hmm. That part of me was gone. I wasn't there with my body and and I, I was feeling euphoria I was feeling I could hear songs mm-hmm. and I heard songs that were there was always a chanting like a chanting behind the songs mm-hmm. but what I did hear was Bible verses that I learned when I was a child mm-hmm. and I don't that threw me and I'm kind of getting that that's because that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. Had I have been raised in in another way, maybe the songs would have been different, Mm -hmm. but it was, you know, I, the 23rd Psalm, the part where Jesus talks about when he's asked, Mm -hmm. what does, what does God look like? And he says, if you've seen the father, you've seen me. I was hearing this. Mm -hmm. As I was just kind of, I don't know how to describe this Mm -hmm. as I was,
0: how long did this? this wonderful... How long did this experience last? The one okay, in February.
1: At thirty seconds.
0: In yeah.
1: in life, mm-hmm. in heaven or out of your body, it's not thirty seconds. Time stopped. Um, and that's where I could not understand where did all, all my experience come from that I'm I'm explaining because I was only dead for thirty seconds and I was a and I was awake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The
2: well, last tell, time
0: what about the experience that, that you had in February? I mean, not February, but in 2018. What was okay. that like?
1: I, um, I have pancreatic neuroendocrine endocrine cancer. Okay. And, oh, um, no. I, I was, um, I had to have the Whipple. And what that is, is that's removal of half of my stomach, half of my, my upper intestine half of my pancreas, my entire gallbladder. And that's what the surgery is. So I lost half of my digestive system. Well, when the doctors, they scanned me multiple times before my surgery. I'm known for my my arterial anomalies. I have a brain aneurysm. I mean, we know I have arterial anomalies. We know I have heart issues. That's just what it is. And so what happened is, the doctor, the surgeon, when he cut, when he went to, when he removed my gallbladder, he cut the artery. Mm -hmm. And I went into immediate cardiac arrest. Oh no. Now, this was totally different than any of the other two because this, I was still in the same room, but I was up in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if one, I was just there, I was in the ceiling. Almost from an angle where I could see the doctors working on me, but I didn't care. Mm-hmm. There was a buzzing noise that was irritating me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to my right, like, and this was what I was seeing, but not with my eyes. I can't describe it because my eyes were down on the bed with that, with, with the me that was sleeping, that was under anesthesia, but then I'm watching them from the ceiling. So to my right was almost a spinning, almost like a vortex, something spinning. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't I don't know what that was. It didn't irritate me. What irritated me was the noise of this long buzzing noise. Um, that was my I guess that was a heart monitor. Mm-hmm. And it only irritated me because of the way it sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really didn't care when i looked at them working on me it was solemn it was it was almost it was almost so quiet it was scary but i wasn't scared but it was that type of feeling like this is serious okay. and i watched them
0: when, word, you
1: were, word I
0: when you were up in the ceiling did you look at yourself like your hands your feet
1: no i like did
0: that? not okay
1: i did not no um I and that you know what? I never thought about it until you asked me that.
0: Uh, I, just wanted... I don't know why I didn't.
1: Uh-huh. I, I had a form. Obviously, I was up in the ceiling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was singing, Um, But it couldn't have been with my eyes. Because my eyes were on the operating table. With my body. But I was watching it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and then I was... And then it, I was... I woke up from uh-huh. surgery. Um, I don't remember how long they said that um, that this incident occurred. Um, initially, I was told that my they initially the the doctors did not admit that they caught my artery. Uh-huh. They made it sound like it just it just dissected itself. Like no, it shredded itself. That's how they decided the artery shredded and i had gone i didn't realize that that was that was an error on their part i didn't know that i you know i don't know anything about it so i was like okay my artery shredded well i had to recently go in to see a my vascular specialist um because i have all kinds of cardiovascular issues and Because they found a subclavial artery anomaly on my right subclavial artery. You're not supposed to have a right subclavial artery, but it's there. Mm -hmm. So I went in to see him, my vascular specialist, and he came in. And before he would tell me anything, he said, I need to talk to you about your NDEs. I've never had a doctor come in and come at me like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, which one? He said, I want to know about all of them call for it. And I said, well, the fourth one, I don't know about that. He says, I was in septic shock in January of 2015. Mm-hmm. So what I experienced, I can't say is an NDE because I was so sick
2: mm-hmm.
1: and everything was weird. So I don't call it that, but that particular doctor, I said, well, I said the most recent one was when I had my whipple. And I said, and my artery shredded, he looked at me and he said, your artery didn't shred. It was cut. And I said, "Excuse me," and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, they dissected." He says, "Yeah, because they cut it. It put you right into cardiac arrest." I need to know what happened while you were in cardiac arrest. Wow. You were dead. I need to know what happened. So I told him uh-huh. about hanging out in the ceiling, and he said, "Okay." And he said, "What about the one um, that you had with your ablation?" Uh-huh. So I told him about that, and he said heard this before and he said okay now i want to talk to you about something you might not have thought about before the cardioversion Mm -hmm. and i'm like why and he said they put you into medical death while you were alive i want to know what happened tell me your experience so i did and this was the first time i was i had ever really told anybody anyone about what had happened what it felt like for me when i went through when i was placed into medical death while i was awake Mm-hmm. Um, but he talked to me about that and I explained that to him mm-hmm. and when we were all done my husband was in the room and the more I I talk about it the more upset my husband gets. Mm-hmm. so I thought that I was in there just to see what they were going to do about the supply my artery oh I figured out what they wanted to do but I didn't realize it was going to be like this they were going to talk about my experiences oh. so then the doctor said okay he said, he said what I have heard it is not unusual he said it is he says we he says so many people who go into cardiac arrest will come back and tell us similar stories he says i've heard almost the same story just some just some different things Mm -hmm. and he said i said okay well what about this aclava artery and he says well he said, what we, what we need to do is we need to go in and remove that and attach it. You have another arterial anomaly on your aortic arc, mm-hmm. uh, your aortic arc. And he showed me what it was. And he said, we wanted, we need to take the subclava artery, remove it and, and replace your um, aortic arc with that. Mm-hmm. When he said that, before he could finish my husband's my husband got upset nope 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 she won't come back she won't come back she won't come back she loved it too much kevin was so beautiful and he was he's never done that before really? he was getting upset and the doctor said wait a minute he said no and i said are, are you going to do surgery on me and he said nobody will touch you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i said what well, what's the point and he said well he said you have an appointment to see the cardiac team. We've already talked about you and what needs to be done. He said, but after, after talking to you now, he said, you're way too risky. He said, the chances of you not making it through the surgery would be pretty high. And he said, he said, the cardiac team won't touch you. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was, it was weird because I didn't feel like I didn't, I wasn't afraid I was going to be called a liar. Uh-huh. Which I have been um, when I've tried to describe it, or dismissive, uh, or whatever. It was the first time I felt like I could actually tell somebody uh-huh. who there was, I didn't feel any resistance. He just wanted to hear what I had to say.
0: Uh-huh. That's good. Well, he was curious about yes life after yes. death. I mean, being a doctor and witnessing things, I'm sure he witnessed many things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow, that's extraordinary. And I'm glad, um, can you, Kim, that you're still with us. You've been through a lot. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, I just want also to want to thank you so much for coming on and telling okay. us your story. And, uh, you know, I always want to say, who cares if they believe you or not? This is your story. This is your experience mm-hmm. that you went through. And it's very personal to you. And I'm glad that you came on my show, um, The Phenomena NDE. And, uh, and it's also connected to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. But I just wanted everybody to know that uh, this is very touching to you as well as many of the other stories that you went through. You. And I'm thank glad you. that you reached out to me and said, I would like to tell my story. And uh, you. you have a lot to say. And, and I know we're gonna be staying in touch because I got some things coming up in the future and you know about that. And, um, but I, um, you know, very honored. And I do wanna thank you very much, Kim, for coming on. And Oh, and
1: you know what? you i need to thank you because um this isn't you just let me tell somebody else that may be either dying just has got a terminal illness diagnosis or has just lost someone very close to them Mm -hmm. and if me telling your my my story can help somebody else because there's it is so horrible when somebody dies and you think you will never see them again and Um, that's not true. Mm -hmm. That is just plain not true. Our loved ones are always with us. And that is why I don't do it because I, I, I don't, I feel honored that you've asked me to do it. And I still not quite sure why I have to, I have had so many and yeah, I'm not special. I'm not, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm not a scholar. I'm not any of those things, but yet I've had three near-death experiences that many people
0: i never had, and, right? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, right. And many of those they don't never come back to tell about it. And so I was sent back for something. And the honor is is mine, not yours. You oh. and you honor me. I don't honor you. You honor me.
0: <laughs> okay, Kim. Well, we thank you so much for coming on. You are so welcome. And, and here's a young lady here saying. I'm sitting here crying, and it was beautiful. So she wanted to thank you so much.
1: Tell her thank you and tell her I didn't even describe it. It, it, The (laughs) beauty, I I didn't come close. I did not come close. Yeah. The the best way to describe the beauty with the colors Mm -hmm. that I can describe is, you know when you see satellites from the universe?
0: Yeah.
1: All those beautiful colors, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's it, those beautiful colors. And when you see the gases in the universe, where you'll see the pinks and the blues and lavenders and the purples and all those gorgeous colors,
0: that's it. Mm -hmm.
1: That's what it looks like.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kim. And I know I'm going to be talking to you soon. Yeah. Especially... I got a big project I'm going to be working on in the next couple months and you're going to be a part of it, you know. Thank you're you going so to be much. Able, you're going to be able to tell your story, you know, we're going to help you tell your story, you know, that would be in a way to help somebody else. Because I do get emails um, from people, you know, they're afraid, they're afraid to die and they're afraid, This there's you know, and I just try to ease mm-hmm. them as gently as I can. And, and I'm sure this mm-hmm. podcast and the future things I'm going to be doing, too, with the phenomena ND and D um, and and DE, and it's going to help many. I We just want to be able to let people know, it's okay, you know what? it's
1: okay. I, I appreciate it. My mother is um, dying. Mm-hmm. And um, I want, I, I just pray that she can see she can I, I hope she can hear me when she hears the, the podcast so that she will know what is gonna happen
0: yeah she, I
1: was with my grandma when she passed um was that I'm her is that
0: see. her mother yes oh. that's Mimi yes
1: and so with mom I want I want mom I, I was I'm, I'm just hoping that mother my mother will hear it so that there's not any ounce of fear
0: you know what she may any be she may be listening or she will listen and in the other project that we're going to be doing um she'll see she'll know and you just don't know you don't know her heart yeah. nobody yeah. knows each other's heart and you know you right. just see the outside but you don't really see the inside so <laughs> but anyway again kim thank you so much for thank coming you. on and uh you know, you have been a great your experiences have probably helped many because you had three, you know, near death experiences. Um, and I wanna thank you for, again for coming on and you have an amazing day, okay? Thank you. Too, thank you. Okay, this will be awesome. live on, on the other networks in a, in three days, so everybody has yeah. it. Okay, thank okay. you so much.